I think more people certainly need to be exploring ways of putting video together that, that does invoke a bit more emotion. Uh, the, the first question should be, is the viewer gonna feel any emotion for this? Like, now we're getting into more of like the, the really effective video where people are gonna remember this for a long time, you know? Creating and publishing video content for your business has never been easier. But let's be honest, most people are doing a rubbish job of it. In a digital world bursting at the seams with low quality, boring and overly salesy content, one filmmaker from the northeast of England decided enough was enough. Join Alex Wardle and his special guests as they discuss how to create truly effective video and start connecting with your audience on a much deeper level. Welcome to the Grow Your Business with Video podcast. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Business with Video podcast, the show for business owners and marketers who want to create more effective video. I'm your host, Alex Wardle, and I am joined as ever by Naomi Watson. How's it going? Hi, Alex. It's going good. <laughs> good. So we've uh, coming off the back of the pilot episode of this podcast. Oh, and by the way, we are joined by two out of three cats uh, today. So I think it's pretty likely that you'll hear some... Uh, some extraneous noises, but there we are. We'll carry on because video doesn't have to be perfect, does it? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I almost panicked there. Yeah, coming off the back of the pilot episode where we we gave you a bit of an overarching view as to what this show is all about and what kinds of things you can expect to hear from us and what you can learn from this show. So if you haven't listened to that already, I would encourage you to do so. We thought we would, for episode one, the official episode one, delve into uh, one of the subjects that we touched on last time, which is the idea of emotion in your videos and why emotion can can be and is pretty much the most powerful uh, tool in your arsenal as a video creator. Uh, watchers of this podcast on YouTube will now see one of said cats very much getting in the way um, of our recording, but there we are. If you uh, if you're not watching the podcast, um, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, otherwise, if you would like to know that there is definitely a cat here, we will insert one of her meows. <laughs> Good idea. I, I feel like we're not going to have to do much post production because she's pretty noisy. This one. Anyway, we'll carry on. Um, so, what I thought would be a good idea is simply to ask you, Naomi Watson. Uh, as if we haven't already planned this. Have you seen recently any videos, films, uh, series, or anything like that which you think has been particularly uh, emotive and has and has kind of had that element to it? Yeah. Um, so uh, when you made me think about that, I did come up with a few... Um, a few little videos, like some of them even just on uh, Instagram, Instagram stories on, that I've seen on Facebook, things that I'd gotten into on YouTube. But then the thing that um, I realised that really had a big impact on me was a Netflix documentary. Um, obviously, we're not uh, talking about that so that you couldn't go away and make a Netflix documentary. But the point of... Unless you want to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This particular uh, Netflix series was actually about uh, F1 drivers. Mm. So um, Drive to Survive, it's called, isn't it? 
Drive to F1. Survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watchers of this podcast may know, you'll get bonus points if you notice that I am wearing my McLaren Formula One team t-shirt by pure coincidence. Pure yeah. coincidence. Because <laughs> um, he always wears it. Um, so yeah, this uh, this documentary basically, um, y- you know, like I'm sure a lot of you uh, like think right now, like, oh, Formula One, great. You know, cars just go around in a circle really fast. Not interesting. Um, I grew up like slightly interested in Formula One because I grew up a bit of a tomboy. So I was quite interested in it. Um, Alex, however, absolutely loves it. Um, and before the season started, the, the actual sports season started this year, uh, we watched a Netflix documentary from that had been filmed the previous season um, that kind of like reignited my love for the sport. So more than anything, what really, really made the difference in getting me to fall back in love with this was that every episode was about the driver and the story of that driver, the background, the feelings and emotions that they go through when they're in the sport and, um, you, you know, the, the challenges they face. And it really made me like feel like more connected to the sport in general, connected to the drivers. And it made me more, literally more of a fan of the drivers and the sport in general, because I knew more about them. I knew about the personality, like I knew like how they would would react when the season came around. And it just made me, it was so emotional. It was, it was really, really emotional. It like fully took out the techie side of it and made it really feelings orientated Mm. you know to go from not watching a sport that some people would consider very boring to completely falling in love with it and watching it almost every sunday if i could um like this like in in 2019 then yeah um that that was a pretty big thing that that did Mm. so yeah yeah absolutely um very interesting to hear your 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 side of it um and full disclosure i I had always been a fan of the sport since i was a kid but i i never watched it once the whole it used to be on bbc and channel four and stuff and then when sky got it like we never had sky growing up so i just kind of stopped watching it naturally then but it was i'd always had the games loved the games um, but it was this documentary also for me that like really reignited the, the passion for the sport, I think. Um, and I think obviously because we watched it, did we watch it together? We certainly did. I think I watched maybe one and then I said, oh, I think you'll actually really like this. I, th- I think you thought that I wouldn't be so bothered about it. And mm. I came and sat in watching one of them and then wouldn't like you watch another without me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the key thing as well if, if you haven't watched the, the show I would I, I would very much encourage you to do so even if you're not a fan of the sport just give, give one episode a go at least but as Naomi says each episode is specifically about a driver rather than a team or a development in the sport or even a race like sometimes they cover because they do show you race footage and stuff obviously but it's like very condensed down isn't it and it's more about like I mean a typical sort of structure would be they, they would tell the story of a particular driver and it's usually the midfield teams that they were talking about as well uh, rather than like the top the ones that you might expect like Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel and stuff it was more about the guys who were like up and coming which was really interesting and who don't get a lot of airtime otherwise so even better but they would kind of tell you a bit about their story 
and perhaps some of the struggles and the obstacles that they were facing, be it in personal life or in the sport as a whole. And then it would kind of segue really nicely into a race that had like a massive impact on that. Um, so for example, I, I can't remember who it was now. There's a guy who was, um, wasn't sure what team he was going to go to next year, whether he'd even have a contract, whether he'd still be in the sport or whatever. And then he would have like a succession. He had like a really bad season, hadn't got many points, you know, loads of bad luck. And then he had like a succession of three amazing races. And it was like, boom, this, this guy's wanting to watch now. But the way it's constructed is so different from like watching a sport on TV, isn't it? I mean, I think the F1 footage these days is great. It's way better than it used to be, but it's still very much a sport. It's like, you know, you switch the, the show on when the race starts and you watch the race and they give you all the techie stuff and then it kind of ends. And they interview the drivers and stuff, but it's quite unemotive, I would say, on the on the face of it. And if you like, if you're rooting for a particular driver or whatever, then you'll naturally feel like overjoyed or completely crushed when when they win or lose. But but the the, the documentary. And the way that that's put together offers like a completely new spin on it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like w- when you watch it on um, on the TV, if like the if the cameraman and the journalists, you know, catch something emotive, it's like almost like, oh, get in, get in. He's upset. Let's chase him. Yeah. And it's just it's just so it, it, it just doesn't give any empathy for what them drivers are really feeling. And like in the documentary, like looking at it from that sort of style and asking like question, not even asking the right questions to make it more emotional, but just to see like, um, how it's really, you know, how the sport really affects the drivers in good and bad ways. And rather than just like journalists and, um, and cameramen, like trying to get like a little snippet of emotion, like you want to know more, you want to feel more in depth. Like you want a bigger, reason to watch it because i suppose like you know with full credit to to people like sky and and the people who cover it they do do sort of mini features on on drivers where they'll do like a little five minute film about uh you know a little feature on what they're doing at the moment or like the journey they're going on and they'll ask them kind of more of those deeper questions about like where do you think it's going in the sport and what you're going to be doing next year and how you're feeling and stuff which is along the same lines but obviously putting it into a documentary which is like a bigger and grander affair is kind of on a, another level i suppose mm. so that's i guess that, so that's one example of something that we've seen recently which plays really heavily on this emot- emotive side and you know if if we are two people who have managed to kind of reinvigorate our passion for the sport there must be countless others as well out there who who it's done exactly the same thing yeah. for. And I, we are awaiting with bated breath for the current season to be uh, released. Because even though we've seen every single race between us from last season, because we're currently waiting for the next season to start, we, we know what's happened. We know who won the championship. Mm. We know which races were good and we know who lost and blah, blah, blah. But I can't wait to watch it in this documentary form. Because it's, 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 it's the same, it's almost the same information, but coming like in a in a different way and so you're going to be experiencing the information and the story in a different way and actually we said that in like the like in our pilot podcast like you really 
experience a story more if you hear it more times and hear it in different ways and you know you hear it or see it in that factual way of like when it's on the tv and it's you're literally like you know watching it unfold and then um you know i want to there were certain races and fights against certain team members, like between certain team members that happened like on some of the races. And I want to see that again in this documentary because I want to know more in depth. Like I want to know more story mm. behind it. Like I, I want it again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what? So maybe the best thing now is to discuss how the listener can do something similar themselves. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, we're not necessarily suggesting that you go go ahead and create a full-blown documentary no. that can make it to Netflix <laughs> unless you want to yeah uh, in which case I know a pretty good video production company who'll do that kind of thing for you but I think more people certainly need to be exploring wh- ways of putting video together that that does invoke a bit more emotion so I mean what are the different elements that go into that have gone into this documentary I, I mean there's countless I mean the editing is like a massive side of it I think because as as we kind of alluded to, sometimes this literally the same stories and the same information is getting covered by the the like the the newsy channels uh, and like the, like Sky F One channel and stuff. When it's happening there and then and like live, so if they capture an interview with a driver and he's like, "I've had a terrible race. I'm really disappointed. I don't know what I'm whether I'm going to be in the sport next year and stuff." You might be like, "Oh, you know, damn, like that sounds really bad." But when you add in that's it's totally different when it's like just one camera on him. He's speaking about that and then it's kind of done. Mm. And then maybe you get a journalist's take on it. Mm. But then if you get that interspersed with like, you know, th- there's some appropriate music in there. There's cutaway footage of said race happening mm. and the, mm. the kind of trauma and the disaster of it in this case. Mm. Uh, Link it to a story that has happened before. So, you know, he might have faced this the year before if that if somewhere that story can be incorporated into it as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I mean, we're talking about a negative example, then, but like, yeah. you know, exactly the same thing could be done on the positive side as well. Yeah. And perhaps you could tie it into like your, your backstory um, and, and, and kind of go back in time that way and link it all together. But I think like more than anything, I would encourage you to think about what kinds of emotions your viewer is going to be feeling about this and you don't have to do it on as grand a scale as like you know i I want you to feel completely like uh won over by this thing that i'm talking about or promoting or whatever Uh, the the first question should be is the viewer gonna feel any emotion for this like even if it's just excitement about something new that's getting released or a way that you can help them um or maybe it's just intrigue Maybe it's literally just a sense of, oh, that that sounds interesting. I want to know more about that. That is still, it's still like an emotional response, isn't it? It's still a a level of interest and a level of involvement more so than 99% of, you know, crap videos out there yeah. that are just mm-hmm. looking to sell something quick and easy. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the point with this is it's like, and and I would, I would encourage you to, to think about this concept more is that video is like a long-term game. It's not a quick fix. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap of thinking, well, if I make one awesome promo, like the amount of times people get in touch with me and say, can you come and make me a promo video? And I know that like what is really inferred there is can you put together one bit of content that's going to like explode my 
my marketing and bring me loads more customers and clients. And it's like, well, we could make you one really good film, yeah, but things that's probably what, not going one. What? Yeah, one thing doesn't make something explode. Like you know, a lot, a lot of if you want a lot of people to see see something that you think is beautiful enough and you know explains what you're doing then like you need that consistency on the run-up like there's all sorts of videos that can come before that like stories about you stories about your clients uh you know what the benefit like videos about the benefits of it and you know then you know have all this building up like nice and consistently to like this one larger video that you'd like and all this and just make it good enough that it can be like yeah used like mm. again and again this content that you're putting in yeah no this the story side i think is a is a massive point yeah. because it can be very daunting and like a, for, for someone like i say especially someone who perhaps thinks that their business and what they offer isn't particularly emotional and doesn't kind of warrant that type of content I think that i think a lot of people will be thinking well i either i, I can't possibly think of anything that would reach people on that level or they might be thinking i don't need to because it's like really factual yeah and, really, and it's like, really trendy yeah <laughs> right uh-huh. now. <laughs> but i think i would probably disagree with that and i would say that your point about the stories is that that should really be like point number one for mm-hmm. people that that should be the first thing that you try and explore in terms of injecting more personality and more emotion and more interest really in your content um, and again, the first part of call should be your clients, your customers, the people who've already experienced what you offer. They've already bought it and are already delighted with what you've done. Their stories captured on film. I mean, yeah, because you want your future customers and future ideal clients to, you know, see themselves in in the clients you already have. Like if if you have a client that shares a story about what your product or service has done for them, they're gonna go, I want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they need to they need to see it. They need to see them emotions, like, from the already yeah, existing yeah. clients. And I think as well that's a, that's another thing you could maybe explore is is like the the sort of weaving the narrative of those clients. You know so. Having a testimonial video is is great and it's way more than most people are doing. But going one step further than that might be to think more like a documentary maker, for example, and be like, and, and really uncover their story from like start to finish, as it were. Yeah. So rather than just asking um, your clients, so what, what, you know, did you enjoy this product or service and what did you get out of it and what's it allowed you to do and blah, blah, blah. I, I What we do when we're producing these types of videos for our clients is go right back and be like, so where were you before? Tell me about yeah. what it was like before mm-hmm. and what were you feeling and what was happening and... What did it look like? Yeah. You know. And really like explore that because then you get a much more, you get a much more accurate uh, picture painted for a start, but also to kind of come full circle the viewer is going to feel more emotionally attached and more invested in hearing about your client's uh, journey, transformation, whatever it is, than they would be if you just said, oh yeah, I bought this product and it was great and I think you should do it too. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
now we're getting into more of like the, the really effective video where people are going to remember this for a long time, you know? If someone watches a video and it's like a, a testimonial type thing and they can, as you said, literally put themselves in their shoes yeah. and think, you know, this is a different person, but our stories are really similar and there are, yeah. there are similar threads going through here. Yeah. That is going to connect with them so much more deeply. Yeah. They're more likely to remember it, more likely to, to watch the whole thing for a start, yeah. mm-hmm. tell their friends about it, get in touch with you. Kind of the, the possibilities are endless, really. But And I think another thing, just to kind of round off that, that you mentioned earlier as well, which is very relevant, is telling them in lots of different ways mm-hmm. and telling them lots of different times as well. It's yeah. really important. And, I, and again, perhaps this is a subject for another podcast, another episode, but video is not one and done, as they say. It's not a case of making an all-singing, all-dancing promo video and then expecting like the clients and the prospects to just roll in. You, by making a film like that, you will undoubtedly, if it's done in the right way, attract more interest into your business. You prob- and you will get clients and customers off the back of that. But it's more about creating a system, really, and a again, like a like a suite of videos yeah. that are all played into. You know, they've all got their own objectives, leading people down a particular journey. Uh, part of it as well is funneling out the people that you don't want and finding more of the people that you really do want. That's part of the process as well. Um, but yeah, start thinking more about the emotional side, I would say. Even if it is just intrigue, curiosity, uh, entertainment even. Yeah. You know, Something that's going to make someone feel positive, in a, in a, even if it's in a very small way mm-hmm. from a video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I think we'll leave it there, Naomi, for that episode. I think we uh, we got some good discussion going there and hopefully plenty for the listener to think about. And just before we round off, um, in my book, Grow Your Business with Video, towards the end, I talk about the very same uh, idea of having a system of videos, like having many different videos out there doing their thing, directing people down a particular journey. Because ultimately, the, the key thing to remember is that no two customers who, are, who know about you are going to be at the same point on their journey with you. So you'll have everything from you know, clients who are uh, completely loyal and who have come back to, to buy from you again and again and who are quite happy to sing your praises and go and tell all their friends and family about you. And then all the way at the other end of it, you'll have people who have never heard of you before, don't care particularly what you do. And don't even know that they have a problem that you can fix, perhaps. They are usually the two kind of groups of people that people think about most when they're marketing their business. But importantly, there's all these people in between as well. So there's people who uh, have heard of you, but aren't really sure what you do. And there's people who think that you probably could fix a problem that they've got, but aren't quite ready to step in just yet. Well, these are, these are all people that we need to be marketing for and we need to be doing so in slightly different ways. So I would encourage you, dear listener, if you haven't already, to grab a copy of my book, Grow Your Business with Video, uh, because it explains this and a lot more stuff in a lot more detail as well. Uh, I share with you a lot of tips and tricks. There's a lot of techie information in there as well, but nothing that's too uh, has too high a learning curve for anyone to get into. The whole idea is this is a bit of a, a start to finish, you know, a, a bit of touching on each subject uh, of, of the video marketing journey in a little way so that you can 
kind of hit the ground running really and start creating more effective video. So you can get that from artifactmedia.co.uk. Uh, I will sign you a copy as well if you uh, if you wish it to be signed. I certainly will. Uh, and there's all sorts of other resources you can get from there, uh, but we'll talk about them another time. But this is really um, one of the key sort of learning resources that I've put out there because, again, I wanted to to help lots of people in all manner of industries and businesses I wanted to give them a bit of a a bit of a bible as to like here's where you start you know here's the start point for your yeah. video marketing journey so that's where you can get that what Alex hasn't mentioned is that uh, with this book he has a training course that comes with the with it at the end which also comes in the format of video. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yes. So absolutely, yeah, capitalizing on uh, on video. Yeah, there's a full course in- including this as well. Uh, you get it completely free. The instructions of how to get it are at the back. Yeah, so the whole, whole idea is like you learn from the book and then you can see it, see some of the concepts and techniques being put to use in the videos and then start to do them yourself. So there we go. Awesome. That was a great episode. Thank you for that, Norm. So that was really, really good. Um, not sure what we're going to be talking about next time. But I'm sure it'll be uh, useful and valuable to people. So let's round it off. Uh, what should people do next? I tell you what, I think just start by getting really uncomfortable. Just start with your phone, no matter what size business you are, and start just talking to that camera. To that damn it, camera. It is really uncomfortable and you won't even use any of it. But even the um, the process of speaking out loud um, helps you to make, it might help you to come up with some uh, new ideas or a new story that you might want to share. And you know, if you're not comfortable doing that story on video straight away, you might want to write it first. But practice, good, yeah, practice literally um, make makes better. Don't like the word perfect. Ah, good. Mm, Sorry. Well, maybe we'll talk about that next time. I can't say it. (laughs) Forbidden word. Maybe we'll talk about um, confidence on camera and being better on camera next time. Yeah. We'll delve into that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh Cool. Uh Well, until then, we'll see you next time. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grow Your Business with Video podcast and that you're ready to take another step towards creating truly effective video. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review so that we can help even more people. For everything else, you can find us at artifactmedia.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you next time.